Welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rants, unofficial podcast for the sixth and final season of The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans, season six, episode 10, The Americans series finale called Start. Had an air date of May 30th, 2018. It was rated TVMALV. No time for NES. I don't even. They weren't think even thinking about any of us thought about NES. No. So it would have been a nice way to break the monotony, though, don't you think? Um, I don't know if anything could have. I didn't. I didn't see a lot of monotony, but the tension you mean that was yeah. in this episode. This tension was rough. Yeah. This was a tense. I don't know how they carried this tension through to the very literal end of this hour and a half, roughly episode. Did a great job. Man, they did. So for the last time, what did you think? About this episode of the Americans. Are you kidding? <laughs> you look very sad when I said this. You're like, what? The last time? What? Well, no, it's just, I mean, I, there's a lot I think about. Yeah, but what did you think about the whole of it? What, about, what did you think about how they wrapped it all up? I thought they wrapped parts of it up very well. And then I thought some parts they didn't wrap up so well. Really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Would you have done things differently if you had been well, writing see, the end I, of it? I hate to be one of those people, but I can't I can't really come up with any way to suggest how to do the things better that I didn't really like a lot. Yeah, well, you know, you don't have to know how to fix a car to know that a car's broken. But Yeah, but if you're in gonna... this instance, you know, I think that'd be a way strong overstatement. I didn't think anything was broken in this. And I, I kinda liked how they left stuff some things open to interpretation you didn't uh occasionally but i think that if you're going to criticize something you should have a suggestion on you know what would be better so certainly if you're criticizing something artistically i agree with that um i don't feel like you're criticizing you're not criticizing the episode are you all i can say is this episode made me want to start drinking again Last night, for the first time ever, I watched it live, and I live-tweeted and followed the live-tweets as much as I could. So now you're a celebrity while I was asleep. Not at all. But I am going to say that I wish I'd been doing that all along. People are so witty and so smart, and it really added a lot to watching this, to see other Hmm. people's thoughts and stuff come up, which it was really interesting because... Twitter would almost shut down during a scene. My Twitter feed would. And then as soon as a commercial came on, it would explode with new tweets. So it was really, really cool to see that and see how so many people who I follow and follow me or whatever on Twitter were interacting during that, but really captivated by the scenes as they came up. Well, if we ever podcast anything again and it's aired at a decent time when I'm not in bed, I'll probably try to do the same thing. It does come on a little late, and it didn't go off until, like, after 11.30 Eastern Time, which is where we are, last night, and I was so keyed up watching this and watching it that late, and particularly, like, with the other interaction that I was having on Twitter and stuff, I was literally, like, keyed up and then once now, I, you're gonna have to explain keyed up for our, is that a southern that's a southern right? thing. that's a southern <laughs> i was very 
um, emotionally invested. That's funny. I didn't realize it was Southern Fried. You had a heightened sense of awareness. I had a heightened sense of awareness about everything. And then, so keyed, I thought. Keyed up. I was keyed up. We, we all keyed up down here in Tennessee. <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, I'm never going to be able to go to sleep. Literally, I really was. And then like an hour later, I crashed. It was just like, this was almost like a physical reaction well, to this. Well, I think the same thing happened to Philip and Elizabeth and Paige. They were probably a little bit keyed up I think they in were the uh, garage, up. and then they crashed when they were in the car with Arcadie. That was, um, this was, this was a rough one to watch. And I'm kind of wondering, you hate to say it, but it's almost like, I just thought it, this is how a series should end. This is it. Because if it had ended too much nicer, it might have been cheesy and very unrealistic. And if it ended too much more gruesome than it did, and it was pretty gruesome. Losing your children is gruesome. I don't care how you lose them. That's gruesome. And that would have just been a real hard thing to carry with us if it had been worse than even that. That's a good point. So I feel like that they just really took us like down this. It was like we were on the knife's edge going down through here, and they never really let us fall off of either side. I wasn't sure whether they were going to kill one of them or not. I wasn't sure if ever one of them wasn't going to end up dead there yeah, for a little while. I felt like somebody had to die, but they, they did it in a way, like you said, they handled the, the gruesomeness and the emotional pain differently than death but it was similar it was similar wasn't it yeah it was just amazing it was a similar for a lot of not just philip and elizabeth but stan yeah we're going to talk some about stan and about everything and oh we're going to talk a lot about noah yeah and the others too he this guy he this was his show for as far as i'm concerned was it? Was it just Stan? Or was it Oleg's too? Because, man, Oleg ended up, he played a big, big part in this. Not in this episode. Not in the, well, but he, he even in this episode, as a background, they showed him, what, one time? Wasting away in his cell. They showed him one time, and yet his character permeated this whole episode, I feel like. Ooh, permeate. That's a big word like mayonnaise. You ready to get started yes. on this episode? It's hard to watch episode. We start off with Philip walking into and standing alone in this safe house garage place that they've got. And the then moment see... that he has feared has finally arrived. Yes. Yes. And man, did they play these parts? Is there one actor in any of this that you would have said they didn't really play this? Yeah, that's very not well. believable. No, they it was they were all pretty they were all pretty believable. Then we see Elizabeth pull up and get out of her car and start walking in. And meanwhile, Stan and the other agent, they're driving down the road discussing if they should waste their time staking out those garages because they've looked at almost all of them. Yeah, they've narrowed them down to, what, around 15, he said? Yeah, I think so. And Stan stops the car, gets out, goes to a payphone, and he uses a phone book. I put LOL in my notes because it's so funny. Do we even, is there any such thing anymore as phone books? Um, yeah, they, Is there? yeah, they try to get me to advertise on them every year. And sure he tries is. DuPont Circle travel DuPont when he has Circle. no luck. They're wearing out DuPont Circle That's now that neat, they've though. given it away from last episode. And then he tries the Jennings house and no luck. 
can't get a hold of anybody there. So back at the garage, Philip is pacing. He's pacing, and Elizabeth walks in. And he tells her that they were on to Father Andrea. He barely got out, and they're going to come down hard on him. And Philip knows that Father Andre is going to crack. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, because he's not a professional. He's just a, a contact person. He's like a, you know, like a, a backup, well, not really a backup person, but a uh, an associate. He was somebody that was recruited into it, is what I'm assuming, correct? That's, he wasn't that's my feeling. Was, that's what I yeah, get. Someone who they got to come in and, like, then maybe promoted him and got, got benefits for him in his job and his area by him translating, or not translating, but uh, communicating this information back and forth because he still had the... He was a developed asset. Elizabeth has the idea to get Paige and Henry, and they start talking about what they're going to do, but Philip has other ideas about Henry. Man, I mean, that was, you know, and when he told Elizabeth, you know, the look on her face, and she just looked at him and said, leave Henry. I mean, this is a bad time for an argument. I mean, they don't have a lot of time. They're, I mean, this is this is crunch time. Every moment counts, and every little decision that they make here it's is going to affect the rest of their lives. It's going to affect the rest of their lives where they spend it. I've never seen Elizabeth cry. I know that's what um, everybody was saying. I wonder what they had to do to her to make her cry. That's not funny. Put something in her shoe, or it's it, it makes me tear up. I was literally crying during. Probably 10% of this episode. I wasn't crying, and I didn't feel like crying, but my heart did jump up into my throat from a television show for the first time in a long time when this garage scene came up, and my heart sunk when Elizabeth realized that Philip was right. And it hit her in the face that she did have to leave Henry. Yeah. And Henry couldn't come with her. And, and Philip was right. And she went right back into classic Elizabeth mode and, and just Man, accepted she cried, it. But she, she broke several times during this. But Philip says Henry should stay. His future's here. And Elizabeth, she's incredulous at first to be alone away from us. And then she's talking about... Philip says we have to do it for him, and Elizabeth's worried they'll tear him to pieces. She's afraid of what they'll do to Henry if they leave him behind. But Philip says that he hasn't done anything he doesn't even know, and it's awful. But Elizabeth, she makes that noise. Did you pay attention to that? She was like, um, she did a kind yeah. of like a, a gasp or something that it just defined. Defined loss. It, the pain. The pain of a mother realizing she's seen her son for the last time. That's that's rough. And that was all there and she did it so well. She was she was I mean th this episode was better than any movie that I'd ever seen as far as the acting, don't you think? Yes, and Philip did too because you could tell I'm telling you, man, it was Noah. Noah was the guy here. I'm telling you, when we start talking well, about him. Well, the whole like, thing, I don't disagree. He was, I mean, those facial oh. expressions, he was spectacular. This guy. They all, that's what I'm talking about, though, Mike. They all were. Philip was talking about leaving Henry, and he was talking about doing what was best for his kid at the expense of 
everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, couldn't you just read that all over him? Yeah. Yeah. And it was painful for him too, but he knew what he had to do. He, as far as leadership goes in this episode, he really, he, he took charge. He handled, uh, he handled this, uh, this situation. He guided everybody in this situation, his family anyway, out of this. Well, he made each right decision here. He, he did do a great job, didn't he, in a situation that, I don't know, though, don't you think that Philip has, like, had time to think about all this and think about the kind of things that he wanted to do where Elizabeth's still been, like, just in the muck of it the whole time? That's a good point. And with that cheeriness, we go to the intro. Yeah. And we come back, and Stan and his partner are set up in that location to spy on the garage. They're looking at the garage. A couple of guys in suits in an abandoned building with binoculars looking at a that garage. That doesn't look strange at all. Nah, nah. If then somebody walked to... in there, they just walk in. <laughs> I was noticing that. It's like this, what do they do? Like, just rent out these rooms that are full of, like, construction equipment or something? I think they just had access to it, maybe, and went know. up there. Don't know how it works. Then we go to the scene where Adderholt is squeezing Father Andre. Andrea. Boy, he's squeezing him hard, too. He's being me. Yeah, he's saying, you know, you're, this is going to be on you. You're going to ruin the church, and I don't want to do it. I don't want to well, do it, he but is, I'll do it. But he's really nice to him, too. So Adderholt says that the KGB doesn't want his religion to exist, you know, because we know that. Oh, he's working on Father Andre hard, and, and he's doing a good job. And Andre's doing a good job, too, resisting there for a while. He tried. He did his he best. Tried. They broke out those grainy photos, those surveillance photos of uh, Philip and, and showed him, who is this? Yeah. That, that's so funny now with our camera technology and, you know, smartphone oh, and all this, all this stuff. And now we've got one of those old grainy photos. Remember how they used to show those on the news? You know, this is, this is the suspect. This is, you know, you, you couldn't tell the suspect. It could have been anybody no, in the it world. Been, you know, it could have been, yeah, been a dog. It could have been Uncle, yeah. Uncle Johnny down there, you know, with a, with a ball cap on. But Adderholt says to him, you're useful to them, but these people are not your friends. And I think uh, Father Andre was like, what? He kind of like, yes, they are. You know, you can see him like thinking they're not my friends. Anyway, then we go to the scene where Philip and Elizabeth are changing the plates, breaking into hot wiring and stealing a car like all married people. Well, I'll tell you what, too. Together, that is the only time in history anybody ever stole a Ford Tempo. I promise you. <laughs> I mean, really, that's, uh, they picked a car that, I mean, that's not going to be, they probably won't even report that thing stolen. The stakeout continues with Stan and the other agent, then Stan decides to check something out for a couple hours. He leaves the other guy, and the other agent's curious, but Stan just kind of says, I'm going on a hunch, and it I'll off. be back. Yeah, I'll be back in a little while, just, just got to go check, thinking, yeah. yeah, ordered a pizza, I'm going to go get it, it's no big deal. So then we go to the scene where Elizabeth and Philip are driving down the road in this stolen car in solemn silence and elizabeth tells philip about killing tatiana yeah yeah and he's just like well out what of the else blue. could you do yeah he's like it was what were you supposed to do is what he said yeah and you know you could take that at first you could take it like well what were you supposed to do what were you well he what said were, what else were you i know what else were you supposed to do and at first you know it could have been well you know what was your assignment but it Mm -mm. It wasn't, that's not what he meant. Mm -mm. He meant, hey, what choice did you have? Elizabeth was certainly, she'd have to still be, be feeling conflicted, right? 
because it's just a couple days ago that Elizabeth was Russian spy blinders on. Yeah, yeah, gung-ho company woman, yeah. And then she's found out this is not what I... Sure, when she was talking to Claudia, and Claudia told her about the plan to change your reports and frame Gorbachev. So then we go to another hard scene to see, which is all we had, uh, where Arkady was meeting with Papa Burov. Man, that was rough. Telling him that Oleg got arrested. They found something on him. He'll likely be charged with espionage. He can't be helped because Papa... Can't be traded for spy for spy because he wasn't working for the KGB. He was just over there working under the radar. Mm -hmm. Yep, so he's just kind of on his own. And Oleg's dad brings up, you know, what am I going to tell his mother? Yeah, he lost one son, son to the war, and now yeah. this. His other, right, his, you know, his brother. He's like, what, what do I tell his mother? He's visibly upset and shaken. And But the good news is, remember. They're probably coming after you, too. No, a couple, about a year and a half. Gorbachev's, I mean, you know, this Perestroika thing happened. So I guarantee you, Oleg got sprung after that. When, when Gorbachev... Gorbachev finds out what happened, the whole thing that happened. I mean, I, I guarantee you, this should not be considered, boys and girls in the listening audience, a loose end, and Oleg's going to rot in jail. He's not going to stay in jail. Gorbachev's going to get Oleg back, promise you. Okay, I want a hashtag free Oleg shirt that says hashtag free Oleg, and I'm going to wear it every day until Oleg is out. Oleg got out in 89. Okay, but that's a long time, so make sure it's a good quality shirt. I'm going to get you one, too. Okay. What do you think? Sure, yeah. Okay. Gildan. It's a that's shameless, a shameless plug for, yeah. We used to, for my business, we used to buy a lot of promotional items, and Gildan makes a great t-shirt. Okay, of course, yeah. now this was back in the 90s, so. Then Arcady also drops the bomb on him that they'll likely come after you, too, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah, me and you. <laughs> yeah. Me and you both are going down with this, too. But, you know, hey, we did our best. And then Papa Burroff says, so what he went there to do, he didn't do. And Arkady said, right. Yeah. But that's not true. That's not true. He did do it. He did do it. And and it, it is all, obviously, has a happy outcome because right. we know how history played right. out. Right. And, you know, we, we didn't know. But, I mean, you he didn't know. But we know that he did get his mission accomplished. Arcady did do what he set out to do. So we know that. And I've got to tell you that, you know, live watching this, I needed these commercials. The tension in this, it was like you held your breath for the whole show right here. And then the commercials come on and you'd go, okay, okay, I told now you. what? I'm, I need to start, I might start drinking again. So Stan goes to stake out Paige's apartment. That's where he had went when he left. And then we go see Adderholt telling Father Andre that he's... Turning up the heat. He's about to get the waterboard out. I mean, he is he is really, really working on Andre because he can see the progress he's making in, in Father Andre's face. I mean, we're sitting here talking about, good job, Andre. You know, you held out for five minutes. He, he didn't hold out very long. They he's a, he's a priest. They're not supposed to hold out for five seconds. He's, he did good. Of course, now, as far as religious men goes, uh, Pastor Tim, he gets the he gets the booby prize for last episode. I mean, he got direct questioned by, you know, Stan. And he just, I mean, made it through like a champ. Well, 
Adderholt tells Father Andre that he will be the cause of the worst scandal the Russian Orthodox Church has ever seen. I mean, that's really kind of thumbscrews to him because he loves the church. Andre starts puking it up. He said, but it doesn't have to happen. Tell us who you were meeting with and it all stays quiet. And he sits there for a minute. And then they start to discuss loyalty and obligation and keeping their word and trust and all that. But Adderholt tells them that no matter who he gets... They're going to be okay. We're going to this treat them right. This is where he's lying. Adderholt says he has bigger things than to protect individuals. He said, for me, it's my country. For you, it's your church. Right. He's, 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 trying, to, he's trying to get some kind of commonality between them. He says, we were meant for better things. You were used. Choose now or destroy the church and end up on the street. And that yeah. was it. Father Andre spills it. He says, I don't know their names. But there was two of them. They're American names, but there was two of them, Misha and Nadezhda. And then Father Andre was so beat down, he missed his opportunity to stop right there. He could have walked right there without giving up any more information, but oh no. Because Adderholt says, well, look, I need to do, I need to give you, I need a description. We're going to do some drawings and... I need you to, you know, I'm sure, here's what he said, I'm sure they were wearing disguises, and then this is where Andre just totally fumbles the football down on a five-yard line, recovered by the opposing team, and he says, oh, no, I saw him once without it. And we know where. He didn't have to say that. It doesn't matter. He didn't have to say that because Adderhold had already given given him an out. Adderholt said, I'm sure they were wearing disguises when you saw them, but just, you know, just you know, you give us the best description that you can. And then Father Andre said, oh, no, one time I saw them without their disguise. Right. He could have omitted that and walked, but he didn't. So shame on you, Father Andre. You'll never make it as a Russian spy. You need to stick to the, the whatever it is you're doing. How the, the one time they stepped out, at, not karma, that's why I couldn't think of the word, but the one time they. Ironic. Yes. That's probably the word I'm looking for. How ironic that the one thing, the one time they stepped out of protocol is the one thing that got them caught. There was like zero room for error. You know, you and And I... they always follow the rules. Down to, they wouldn't have Galoopsy in their house. No. And then they did this one thing out of their love for each other... That they really, that really meant something to them, but they broke the protocol, and that was the one thing. And that's what got him pos- positively ID'd. So, so poor Stan sees Philip and Elizabeth going into Paige's apartment. Oh, I know, and this is it right here, buddy. He is. Can you imagine? It was like a Bugs Bunny moment. I put down. On we Stan's talk face. about anxiety. Can you imagine what? I mean, what he was feeling? He was like his face. He was like. It was, oh, my God. Yes. Here they are. Going to get Paige. Then Philip and Elizabeth get up to Paige's apartment, and she's being... She's being Paige. Pe- petulant Paige, and tells her that the FBI are on to them, and they have to leave right now. Paige is, like, freaked out like anybody would be. Can't anybody leave Henry. Would. Can't leave Henry. And then, of course, Elizabeth What's stops What's going to happen to him? Well, I know, but she starts bringing up everything that Elizabeth's already been feeling. What's going to happen to Henry? How's he going to live? Is he going to be able to get a job? Who's going to pay for his college? What, you know, we can't just leave Henry. And then Elizabeth kind of loses her cool with him and says, we can't take him. 
And then outside, Stan watches all three of them walk out to the parking garage. Yeah, Elizabeth walks over and starts packing Paige's bag for her. She empties a little bag, she sees. She goes, yeah, just a book bag, just, nothing. All you can take is just bare essentials. And then we go to a commercial. And we come back, and in the parking garage, this was the whole Man, I'm telling you episode. what. This was it. This is where Stan confronts them. I thought Stan was going down, too. I did, too. I, I did, too. I'm, I'm surprised he, he didn't. You know, and Elizabeth, they show her hands here. She looks like she could have something in her hand, but she doesn't. But you know she's packing. You know she has a weapon on her because she has a weapon everywhere she goes. So you know that she had the ability to at least take a shot at Stan. But Stan starts talking to him slow at first. And then he pulls out the gun. What did you think about this scene? How this this scene has moved me like no other television show scene. Really? Yes. Okay, I mean, tell me about it. I was, I mean, I was uh, just shocked. I mean, my my, I mean, I was I was I was stunned. I was paralyzed by by watching this. I couldn't move. I could. I didn't had no idea how it was going to play out. I mean, this is the thing that Stan was worried about this is the thing that philip was worried about this is what they were all worried about from the moment that stan had moved in next door the fbi agent moved in next door and here it was finally and there there you had no way to know how it was going to end and unlike you i thought stan was going to go down yeah i did too i wasn't so much worried about philip and elizabeth getting hurt even though i think stan's very competent because Philip and Elizabeth lived in this kind of peril and danger all the time. They're used to this. and I Well, Stan was, too. Remember, he worked undercover for years and years. Yeah, but he didn't have, like, a daily or a weekly, like, confrontation where he had to fight somebody or hurt somebody or get away from somebody or whatever. And he certainly didn't have the experience that Philip and Elizabeth had with getting out of sticky situations. I don't know if he did or not. That undercover stuff with that white supremacist group that he worked on before he got assigned to this, they talked a lot about that. Well, yeah, you're right about that. But for whatever reason, my mind wasn't so worried about them. He was telling them he pulled the gun. He tells them to get down. First, he makes, you know, like some conversation, like you said, and he starts asking about the car. You know, he's like, I'm not some beat cop or whatever he said. He yeah, said, I'm not I, some traffic cop. I can run that tag and, and, five, and he said in five minutes have the information back. That's funny. So that, that was funny. This is 1987, boys and girls. Well, Philip starts to go toward him. And, he's, and that's yeah, when I was worried. That's, yeah. That's about when he, Stan. Yeah. And Stan tells him to stop and stop lying. You know, it's all over. And then there was like this long pause. And man, Philip says, we had a job to do. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but Stan, he's like blown away by this. He cannot believe these words are coming out of Philip's mouth. Even Mm. while he's standing there accusing them of everything, I think in his mind somewhere still, he's in denial about it. And he wants them to say something else. Elizabeth can't believe that he's just come out. But what was he supposed to do? This was his only move, and he did it. And 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 Stan's arm... With the gun, I don't know if you know, starts to sag. Slowly, and by the end of the conversation, it was down by his side. It was so pitiful, though. Stan was like, you were my best friend. And Philip told him, you were mine, too. But what's Stan supposed to think, you know? 
I don't know. Are they working me here too? I think Stan thinks he is good at reading people. And he probably is. It's just these people are experts. He said, you made my life a joke. Now, if you'll remember, his boss got fired because Martha was his secretary. So can you imagine all the hell Stan's going to have for living next door and having as his best friend, the one of the Russian illegals that they've been looking for? That was his, that was his assignment to find Russian illegals. Counterintelligence. And he's living next door to a Russian spy for years and years and years. Their kids are dating. They're having Thanksgiving dinner together. Right. And he doesn't know. Philip says here, he says, you were my only friend in this whole shitty life. That's what he says. And But but really, when you think about it, I mean, Philip or Stan is the one who has had the worst luck. I mean, the worst luck. His moving into that house in that neighborhood started this series of events in his life first with his wife yeah he's definitely had some relationship issues and martha and all that and then uh, uh, because you know philip was seeing her and got the end with that and then the whole nina thing that he had and then now maybe renee and philip and elizabeth and then Paige dating his son i mean it's just been a constant he uh start spilling the beans here about everything just as raw and concise as he can possibly be to Stan and that really affects Stan 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 vacillates back and forth between you know get down you know you're a liar and you can but you his face is telling a different story yeah and and his arm is dropping too lower and lower yeah his tension level is going down and he's becoming the, the human Part of him is taken back over. He wants to know if Matthew was part of it. Paige dating Matthew. And of course Paige explains, no, I just liked him. Right. And then Stan brings up Gennady and Sophia. Oh, he's tore up about that, yeah. And they go, who? And he doesn't buy it, but they cover that really well. And you have to remember, too, that Paige still doesn't know about any of that stuff. No, and Elizabeth keeps lying. You know, because Stan says, do you know how many uh, people have been killed by Soviet agents in the last year, in the last five years, in the last 10 years? And and, Liz, and Elizabeth says, we don't, Jesus, we don't kill people. Right. And Paige is there sincerely backing her up, even though she's not saying anything, you know, but she's backing her up because that's what Paige believes. Paige believes they don't kill people. Stan was just, while they were putting this stuff on him, I mean, he was just in, incredulous, the, the, the stuff they were telling him. You know, when when Paige told him, I've known since I was 16. Right, because that's kind of what I was saying. Elizabeth was saying she didn't know. And Paige goes, yes, I did know. Paige contradicted her. And because Paige contradicted her when she said that about Matthew, because he asked about Matthew and Elizabeth's like, Paige didn't know. And she goes, yes, I did know. They told me when I was 16, but it didn't have anything to do with Matthew. I liked him. And then when Elizabeth said, we don't kill people, and Paige didn't contradict anything, she stood there. So I think that made it seem very, very believable to Stan. Stan. Elizabeth says that Philip doesn't even do this work anymore. And that's the truth. And she goes into it, and Paige knows that to be the truth, too, um, that he's just a travel agent. A failing travel agent. Now. 
Did you now when we get to the part where Philip starts talking to Stan about why he quit? I think this is the part that got him loose because Stan's been struggling with quitting the FBI for a long time. He's been questioning why they do this and why they do that and and in all the the same things that Philip's been going through at the same time on different sides. Right. And I think that that this this this, this little confessional that Philip gives Stan really resonates with Stan. It really touches him like I feel the same things you do. I think a lot of this conversation that they had resonated with Stan, Stan and I think it also um, made Stan feel, it, it vindicated Stan's feelings over the course of time. Remember where he like came into their garage when in the season one? Oh yeah, yeah, and first couple All episodes, the time yeah. he's kind of had these feelings and everything and even if we don't like knowing what we know we like knowing that the feelings we had were accurate and we weren't just crazy for having those feelings you like knowing that your intuition is correct and i think this vindicated stan on a lot of those feelings but i don't think that's what got them out of it i don't think that's what got them out of this but this is where we are right now philip tells him that he did all this work because it seemed like the right thing to do for his country philip's you know, he's just, like you said, he's just laying it on the line. He told himself it was important until he couldn't lie to himself anymore. He's done with it. He's been done with it for a long time. It was all just screwing people. And for what, he says. And that's kind of how Stan was feeling, too. How they, you know, what happened with Nina and what happened with Gennady and, and Sophia and everybody. It's just like everybody. He talked about it for a little while. Everybody he came in contact with. Got killed, yeah. And Philip says, so he quit. He said, just like you did. And now he's just a shitty, failing travel agent. And they said, we finally found something. And it turns out it was us. It yeah. Was, it was it was Russians. Well, and he's asking Stan right here. He says, we need to leave if we can. Philip says. He keeps says that over and over. Right. He says that more than one time. If we can, if you'll. He didn't say if you'll let us, but... That's what he was implying. Right. And then he says he has to abandon his son. That just tears Stan up. Yeah. And he said, because I got caught. So he's saying, I failed. And that failure has cost me my son. And I'm being open and honest with you about this. And he's not fooling Stan. I mean, he's not trying to fool Stan with this. He's bearing his soul to his friend. This is a heartfelt confession for sure. And when Paige says, you've got to take care of oh Henry. Oh my gosh. Stan, the, on his face, okay, he gets an Emmy for this one little interaction right here. I'm telling you, because when she says that to him, you can almost see that guy's heart drop. You've got to take care of, of Henry. And then Philip adds... Henry loves you. Yeah. And Philip says he doesn't know what happens when they finally get home because they finally got something. It had nothing to do with the Americans. It's his own people. He says the fucking Russians is what he says. <gasps> you said a bad it's what word. he says. Yeah, but you said a bad word. They tell him about the KGB wanting to get rid of Gorbachev. Now, of course, Stan's just heard this in the last day, right? From Oleg, the exact Oh, same I know, story. I know. And then he's, but he's trying to play it off. I don't care who leads your country. But Stan asked him about Oleg. He says, do you know Oleg Burov? 
and they deny it. And they he don't tells lie to me them, now, Philip. Right, right. And they te- and Stan tells them that they got him with a dead drop, and the gravity of that hits Philip and Elizabeth. That's when they lost their composure. The message has to get home. It has to. They say. They say it's going to change everything. And then Philip says he wishes Stan had stayed with him in S. He might oh, know what I know. To I do thought here. Stan was going to shoot him for sure right then. And then this is where Paige tells him he has to take care of Henry. Phil's him tell, uh, Philip tells him that Henry loves him and tell Henry the truth. And then they slowly walk back to the car. Philip and Elizabeth have to leave. They have to leave. And Stan has to let them go here because he knows what Oleg told him. Remember when Oleg asked him to take the coded message to the Russians? Mm -hmm. And he was like, what? You want me to take a coded message to the Russians? This is his out. He doesn't have to get the coded message to the Russians. Stan knows it's the right thing to do to get this message to the Russians, but he knows he would be committing treason to do it. So you think that part of him letting them go... Every part of him letting them go... Is getting that is message... Is getting that message back to Russia. Back to Russia. Wow. That's why... And that's when they... Philip's like, you can shoot me, but I've got to go. They had to go. They had to get that message back because Oleg didn't. And that message had to be gotten back. It was worth their lives at that point. Because that message had to be relayed. And that was stands out. He knew he couldn't do it. He knew it was an important message. He knew it was important enough that after all this, Philip was willing to die for it. So they got in the car. They go back to the car. Philip turns around and says, I don't know how to say this, but I think Renee's one of us he too. He just but... threw her right underneath the bus. You can hear her bones cracking. I am I'm... glad he did. He, well. But another blow to poor Stan. I know. Stan's like, give me a break. Another I can't blow. win. Everybody in my life. And so they get in the car and... They start the car and start to leave and stand, stand in the middle of the of the drive area. And he they stop. Elizabeth could have ran the car over him. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't attempt anything like that. She stops the car and stands slowly, moves away. And looks into the car as Paige is looking back out at him and Philip and they drive away. And then we go to commercial. I know. That was the most intense television scene I've seen in a long, long time. Where'd you put that beer? <laughs> so in the car, Paige asks if they can trust Stan, and Philip says yes. I mean, why would you not trust him? He just had a gun on you there. He just let him go. Right. They have to change into a disguise and get out of town, but Paige wants to see Henry first. She's pretty insistent on it. And Elizabeth says, maybe we can call him. Philip thinks that's a terrible idea, but Elizabeth kind of talks him into it. Philip's like, he's there, he doesn't know anything, you know, and Elizabeth's like, but if we call him, then if they're listening, then they'll know he doesn't know anything. Yeah, they're trying to work it out, but they all agree they're going to call him, but they have to make it quick. They have to make it quick, and they have to act normal, is what they say. (laughs) So then we see poor PTSD 
traumatized Stan. Stan, he stops it, gets a couple cups of coffee, goes back to the agent who's still looking at the building and, and just kind like... Kind of shakes his head no just and hands like him a cup of coffee. Nothing ever happened. And then we see Oleg sitting in the cell. That was in the floor. heartbreaking. I did not like that. And then we go to his dad standing quietly with Oleg's distraught wife. Telling his wife what happened. There's his wife and his child. And they think he's gone for a long time. And then we see Philip and Elizabeth digging a hole and putting their old life in it. Man, they're putting their whole old life. I mean, this is like shedding skin. I mean, this is, this is, this is it. They're, they're, they're getting rid of the past and moving forward. Everything that they were there for, everything that they had been, their entire life, what they've got left of it is going in this hole. And they're going to put on their disguises and get their new passports and walk away. Yeah, she's passing out the passports and she comes to Henry's. Oh, I know. Yeah. And they throw it in throw the hole. Throw it in the hole. Yeah. They got no pictures. They got nothing. They can't even take a picture of Henry home. Mm-mm. Nothing. So, we go back to Stan staring out the window, and he just closes his eyes. He's just standing there, because he knows. Stan knows. It's over. Yeah, they're they're, they're done. So, back to Philip and Elizabeth, they're throwing their wedding rings in, and the mother of cyanide pill necklace that she had, and then Elizabeth gets out their new rings, and I think that's like the start but it was also like the start of all this because of Father Andre with those new rings. Yeah. So Stan and the other guy get a call on the walkie-talkie, and then we flip back to disguised Philip, Elizabeth, and Paige go into a payphone. And I was just bawling again here. Um, they call, <clears throat> they call unsuspecting Henry, and he comes to the phone. He's in a ping pong tournament. <laughs> yeah, and. They start doing all this stuff that parents would say in a... Yeah, and then, and then Henry says, have you been drinking? Mm-hmm. Philip and Philip says, says well, yeah. yeah, I had a little bit of wine. And, he's, and Philip tells him he's proud of him. You know how much we love you. Be yourself. We think you're great. And Henry says, hey, Dad, let Mom drive home, okay? Yeah. And then Elizabeth gets on the phone, and she she has a hard time saying anything. She's not real... She's not a real mushy kind of mother, right? But she goes, everything your dad said, ditto. And I love you. Yeah. And Paige couldn't talk. At least, finally, she knows her limits. But Henry's eager to get off the phone for his ping pong tournament, and he hangs up. That's the last time he'll talk to him. So Stan comes back into the FBI, and Adderholt's in there, and he thinks he's really telling Stan something. He brings him into the vault. He clears the vault for Stan. And shows him the picture, the sketch. The sketches, which are remarkable. And uh, then Stan puts on his pretend face. And, and he, Adderholt says, hey, you told us. And we should have listened to you. And Stan lies. Did you hear him lie? Yeah. He says. I went, he went to by, pages mm-hmm. and there was nothing there. And Adderholt says they're watching everything. Their house, Paige's apartment, Henry's school. But Henry's the only one they've been able to locate. They can't find anybody else. So then the Jennings trio, the disguised Jennings trio, pull up to McDonald's. 
And Paige gets out. I'm assuming she's got to go to the bathroom or something. She gets out. Philip says that maybe he could stay for a year or two, go to New York or go to the West Coast and see Henry when he can and explain everything to him. Elizabeth says she'd stay too, if she could, if they all could. So that was a big deal. They were thinking about it. I mean, but isn't that a big deal? Elizabeth never wanted to stay. No, no. And her voice kind of trails off, and then she tells Philip she understands if he'd want to try, stay there and try. But I think she knows that would not work. Yeah, yeah, they're just talking. So then Stan goes into his house. He glances at his Christmas tree. Philip goes into McDonald's and gets food. And then he's looking in the glass. Did you notice that? Like the glass reflection of himself. And then the American McDonald's arches through the window. You can see both. And, of course, he's in disguise. And then over on the side is a group of teenagers eating and laughing. And then U2 starts playing. Yeah, and, you know, when they played that song, I thought, now I got them. And then I looked it up, and that's a 1987 hit. So that was current. I didn't realize that that song was that old. Need I remind you how many years ago 1987 was? You need not remind me. Yeah, we don't, I don't even want to talk about I it. I remember. I had a daughter that year. We were listening to U2. I was listening to U2 on the USS Ranger in 1981. So Stan goes in to look at Renee, and he kind of covers her, tucks her in a little. And while he's doing that, it's saying the U2 song is, uh, it, the words are, I can't live with or without you. And yeah. he's doing that. And, and poor Stan, I mean, he's just sitting there in that chair, and he's, I mean, can you imagine how overwhelmed he is at this point? What he's just, what everything he's just walked through and walked out of and walked away from, and he comes home, and there's a potential Russian spy. In his bed. In his bed. In his bed, he just said goodbye to his best friend. Across the street from the crime scene. I mean, how much more can this guy take? So, Stan's outside the Jennings the next morning, looking like he's still in shock. Stan's just in shock. With I thought all he this. was going to smother Renee there for just a minute. Did you really? Didn't you think he was just pick up a no, pillow? No, and... I, I didn't think that. He had his shot. And then we go to the Jennings. He'll never our... trust anybody again. He will never. He'll never trust Who any. Who can he trust? Nobody. I don't know if he's even going to trust Matthew. Nope. He's not going to trust anybody. So the Jennings are on an Amtrak, and they're all sitting in completely different parts of the train. I bet he goes back to S, though. What do you bet? And then Renee walks out. We're back at home with Stan and looks really sorry, and there's no not a word spoken. She silently gives Stan a hug. What's he thinking which here? Which he reluctantly. What's he thinking? Like he's, he's, he doesn't trust a thing. Yeah. And then he gets in his car, and she stands there watching the FBI taking stuff out of the Jennings house. And she has this look on her face. I thought she was going to turn around and take off running like Philip did when the agents were on him. <laughs> she has a look on her face, though. It's a look. And then she slowly turns and walks back in to her house. And then we see Stan driving away. So, what do you think about Renee? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I still don't know. Renee, I think, is absolutely one of them. So then they're crossing the Canadian border, and the, they come in wanting IDs from everyone. And yeah. everybody's showing their passports, and they're literally 
holding the passports up to wanted posters. Up to the pictures, and the pictures aren't just one picture. It's a picture of possible, possible looks. And they passed the the test, and they... I thought for a second they were going to get Elizabeth. And by get Elizabeth, I mean say something to Elizabeth and then get killed right in that moment. Because that's what get Elizabeth means, right? Seems to, but... um, but they didn't. They and all they passed. Look out, and Petulant Paige is standing on the landing as the train pulls away. Standing there in her disguise, looking at them. Now, what's she going to do? How is this kid? I mean, she's already been ID'd by Stan. I mean, yeah, but not not as having done anything. But of course, then again, Stan can't say anything, can he? Well, that's a good point. But Woody. Because she just knew anyway. So many different movie ideas. I'm not going to go into them right now because we don't have time. We don't know that they know anything that Paige has done. But did you see Elizabeth's face? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she... They both physically react very strongly to seeing Paige out there. Elizabeth actually jumps from her seat and puts both hands on the window looking out at Paige. This is the moment she realized she's lost both her kids. In she's that lost moment. everything. Every, well, except for Philip, She's lost everything. Everything. And they are really shaken. And this is where Phil, and Philip is too. He sees her and he immediately gets up and he comes up and sits beside Elizabeth. And that was not, that was a no, no. They had to stay apart. Well, it was, but the next stop is Canada. So they've really kind of made it. Yeah. It's it's over now. Right. But he was being there for, he would have come anyway, I think, because he saw Elizabeth's reaction to leaving Henry. And then she, this was like, this was it. They're kids. They're gone. Seeing her out there was terrible for them. You could just really feel that. And then another heart-wrenching scene. Stan goes to Henry. Yep, and has to tell Henry what happened. We see him sitting on the bleachers with him, and Henry's visibly upset and, like, He's sitting there probably doing what Philip told him to do, go tell Henry the truth. And Stan puts his hand on Henry's knee. And then we see that Elizabeth wakes up and she's in bed with Gregory. She's having a dream. I didn't. I was confused for a moment. I was too until I saw the picture behind her that the lady had given her that she burned. Well, yeah, but that took a minute. And then she looked over at a at a picture that looks like maybe she could have drawn it of Henry and Paige, and then she woke up. But Gregory's smoking, and she reaches for the cigarette. Did you notice that? And he touches her belly because she's pregnant. And she says, it's okay. I don't want a kid anyway. And takes the cigarette. And and then she's looking at all that artwork that had so much meaning. And can you imagine what she's thinking? Because remember when we talked about it, I said... When she was with Erica and I said that, I felt like she was seeing that other people had different things that had meaning to them and it was starting to kind of resonate with her. Right. I remember and that. And then she kind of brought this into into her dream because she kind of brought Erica into her dream with that. With I that remember that. Text. Yeah. And the realization that Erica gave her. Right. And then she had just said that she didn't want this child. So Elizabeth wakes up and she's sitting alone on a flight. 
She looks over at Philip, and he briefly looks at her. And they're both just miserable. And then Paige goes into Claudia's cold, lifeless apartment, looks around. And starts shooting vodka. And has a shot of vodka. And she sits there. She kind of tears up. So I'm assuming they haven't gotten far enough up the food chain to have known about Claudia. Claudia just left, but she's not. Who knows? A part of that. Philip and Elizabeth are crossing. I thought it was the Russian border, but I think it might have been the Yugoslavian border, right? They're crossing into uh, the Soviet Union. Okay. And Soviet-controlled territory. They were staying so far back after the other cars went that I thought for a minute that they might turn around. The car line was progressing, and they were staying back and looking at each other. I don't know what they told the guard. Some kind of code phrase, you know, the eagle flies low over the Well, they tell the guard something, and he looks at them, and he goes in, and he makes a call. Gets on the phone, and then gets off and passes them through, and they don't show him any papers or anything. He just, they just say something to him. And then they go on this long, 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 long drive. And how they know where to go. I don't know. This was before, like, GPS. They don't have cell phones or GPSs or anything. They hadn't been there in 20-something years, and now they're just driving like they know where they're going. Did you see these roads? There wasn't a lot of turnoffs on them. It just looked like a road. It looked like you could make a wrong turn. Well, that's true. But they drive into the night, Elizabeth's driving, and then it's light out, and Philip's driving, and they meet up with Arcady who shakes their hand, puts them in his car, and they drive off. They and get then out they in the slushy the snow, and they get that stuff in their shoes, and, of course, then they get in the car. And they drive down the road, and then we see Philip and Elizabeth sleeping. So Go to sleep passed. in the back seat. Well, they're they're safe now. They're in the Soviet Union. Yeah. And then it's nighttime. Arcady's still driving. So all this time we're talking about, like, a 24 hours they're of driving. driving. That's a long time to drive. Well, you and I have driven like that before not 24 hours well close but philip wakes up he looks miserable he looks at arcady who's rubbing his face so we know arcady's tired and he asks arcady to pull over they get out and stand on that bridge that's overlooking moscow i guess it i it, i don't know if it was moscow because i didn't see the kremlin yeah well wasn't that there was something behind them too well that's, yeah yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i, I don't know where they were and I made a note here that it looks really funny to see Philip and Elizabeth in blue Russia. Yeah. We haven't seen that before, but they talk a little. Philip talks about the colonel who first asked him to join. He said it would be a hard life, but he didn't, and he didn't want him to think it would be some big adventure. And Philip said he wasn't afraid of that. And then he, it's like he almost scoffs. <sighs> when somebody tells you something's going to be hard... You have your idea of what hard is, and you think, no big deal, I'll get over that. Right, he had no idea where it was going to take him, and it was a big adventure. Elizabeth speculates on what would have happened if they hadn't left. We might have met on a bus. Yeah. (laughs) I might have worked in a factory or managed a factory, and you might have opened your own Est chapter. (laughs) Yeah, she says you might have, and then she just kind of trails off. Yeah, she's about to insult him, but I think she's given that up. met on a bus. But I think that she was, what what she was, what I heard her saying, my filter in this was saying that they could have still been together, but had a different life. Yeah, yeah. She was fantasizing about them finding each other. And having their children. 
Yeah. Because if they hadn't left, then they'd have their children with this them. This is where the movie's going to be very helpful when they can go back and reunite with Henry and Paige. And, of course, Paige will be a lot more receptive than Henry because he's going to be pissed off. He'll probably be a American uh, nuclear submarine commander or something like that. Well, they don't say anything about the kids here, but she just says that insinuating, I think, that her children would have been with them. And then she says they'll be okay. Philip says they'll remember us. They're not kids anymore. We raised them. And this seems to give Elizabeth some comfort, I think. And she says yes. And then Philip says it feels strange. And Elizabeth says in Russian that they'll get used to it. Yeah. And then we get this last shot of Philip and Elizabeth's back, then over their heads and fade into the blue Russian night. And that's the end of it. That's it. Until the movie comes out. Okay, so let's talk about where this series left us with the characters, okay? Uh, lots of loose ends. Let's start with Henry. Okay. What happened to Henry? Uh, Stan's going to adopt Henry. And he's going to be fine. Henry's, Henry's good. What about Paige? I have no idea what she's going to do. I, I, I have no predictions on what she's going to do, but she's going to have a hard time. Is she going to be okay? I mean, she's a college student, right? How there's, far did she get in college? There's Do lots we know of homeless shelters. Years? I don't know. Did I, she stay I don't behind think, because I, of Henry? She definitely did not think that through. That was a, an emotional, uh, her last little emotional, petulant uh, act of, uh, of, uh, of silliness. But at least Henry's not going to be alone. We don't know. Well, I mean, he's not going to be a 16-year-old alone. They point out several times that he's almost 17. So, at oh. least he's not going to be alone. Well, he's going to join the Navy when he's 17. You think? Yeah. Okay, what about Stan? Where does this leave Stan? Man, <laughs> this leaves Stan in years and years and years of therapy or living by himself on the side of a mountain raising goats and not have being around people. Because every human being that he's ever been around has either died or let him down. Well, with the him. exception of Adderholt. And Henry. And Henry. He's got Henry. I don't know. Stan is a self-repeating life cycle. It's happened to him again and again and again. And they even kind of tease us with Renee that it's going to happen again. I think you're right, though, with that I hadn't considered his future in life, not being able to count on anybody or having any kind of human contact that he could he could count on as being solid, but... He's left with the responsibility, the implied responsibility of Henry. And Henry might end up being Stan's saving grace in life. Yeah. So what about Renee? Uh, I think that she is going to go to work in human resources at the FBI. And Stan is never going to trust her. And eventually I think Stan's going to get rid of her because he knows he can never trust her because of what Philip said. And, of course, she's never going to come clean. But remember, 1989 is just uh, less than a couple of years away, so it's all over then. I think Stan would get rid of her. I think Stan would make it his life's mission to find out. He'll never have she, any security with her. If she is or not, like he, like when he set his mind to with Philip and Elizabeth, he found out. Well, what kind of existence is that? Well, it's Stan's existence. Okay, what about Oleg? 
Oleg's going home. You think Oleg will go home? Oleg's going home in '89. Yeah, yeah. His kid will probably still be in diapers. Oleg will be back home. What about Papa Burov? Papa Burov's fine because Papa Burov supported, stuck his neck out for Gorbachev. Right. So him and Arkady are going to be okay because Elizabeth and Philip get that message back. Sure. Yeah. And and a lot of other people are going to (laughs) die or go to jail because Gorbachev wasn't the um, the executing kind of leader he was the lock your ass up for treason kind of guy so am i missing anyone claudia claudia's already gone yeah but where did she go oh yeah but what's she gonna do nothing good claudia's in trouble claudia is gonna be in trouble when everything comes to light claudia and everybody who was on that side is gonna be in big trouble so Philip and Elizabeth are, going to, are they're back home and how they are they can, going to be viewed? That's the thing. I think by the Gorbachev crew, it's going to be great, but I don't think they're going to get that hero's welcome that they would have gotten had everything remained status quo. You know, Soviet Union being Soviet Union, America being America, the Cold War continuing, and then they had gone home to a hero's welcome, like they had said they were going to. You know, the um, specter of death told. Uh, William, that he was going to go home to a hero's welcome. He had to do one more thing. Right. And he never did because he got caught. Does it make you wonder if that might have been why he left? Why uh, their handler, the specter of death? Because everything was turning around and he didn't want to do it anymore. Remember, Philip asked him, why are you leaving? Could have been. That's a great point. Could have been. But since they're back in Russia... They can have contact with him again. They might be able to find him. Oh, sure. I mean, he found Martha. But, you know, who knows which side he would be on, he would have ended up on. I don't know that it would matter. I think he would still love Philip and Elizabeth. No? Yes. Well, that was it. That was the end. That was the end of it. The end of the Americans. The end of the series and i'm gonna miss it i thought it was fantastic and that garage scene i'm telling you i haven't i mean that they had me they really that that affected me the scene with henry was just amazing the garage scene with philip and elizabeth was amazing the garage scene with Philip, Elizabeth, Paige, and then Stan coming in was just unheard of. It was crazy. Crazy, crazy good. They have got to get Emmys for this. They have to. You would think. All of them. Okay, well, I know I always say thanks for joining us, but I would really like to take this time to sincerely thank everybody for being around through thick and thin here with us as we've podcast the americans the audience for the americans are they seem to be like this intelligent group have you noticed it's not stupid tv you know what i mean it's not mindless tv no it's you have to think about it tv this is smart tv and you guys all had a choice and you gave us a piece of your time and we want you to know that that's no small thing to us so we'd like to thank you and we'd still love to hear from you guys anytime. I'm at Michelle from TN. And I'm at Mike from TN. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash Tribal Rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. If you haven't already, please like us and rate us if you liked what 
we were doing. And of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. And be sure to follow us on Twitter to find out anything new that we may be doing or just to keep in touch and say hi from time to time. So anything else on the American finale? No, I regrettably I don't I don't have anything else. I, I know. I'd like to drag it out a little bit longer. I would too. It's yeah. time to say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye. Okay. Well we'll see you down the road. We will see you down the road and Perestroika and Glasnost and <laughs> everything else. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.